Good morning. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see all of you guys here. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We have a very special and different service, and I'm going to trip over this, aren't I? Um, a very different and special service for you guys, and that's why I'm going to talk right now so that I give people some time to get in here because I want you guys to hear. Look at this. Look at this. Look at, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. We got brass. We got brass. We got solos. We got, we got the youth doing some stuff. And really, all of that is awesome. But you know what's interesting is that nothing has changed, right? Ukraine, there's still a war. The Middle East, there's still a war. We just lost, I don't know if you guys know, there was a, a woman uh, by the name of Dolores who was unhoused over on Lincoln. She passed away this last week. Um, all of that stuff, everything that's hurt and painful in our lives still is here. And yet, like it says up there, and Myrna said a couple weeks ago in her talk, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Amen? Amen. So everything that we're doing this morning whether it be worshiping together, whether it be listening to brass or, uh, or just receiving a wonderful word from the youth, this is it. Prince of Peace, that crazy upside-down Messiah who came. We're celebrating that this morning. Amen? All right. So uh, I'm, we're going to start with brass, but I just wanted to make sure you guys were here for us to start with brass.
us pray. Father God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for all of us who have come to praise and worship you. Thank you, Lord, that you are our God, Emmanuel. You are not just with us, but you are also for us. Thank you for all your guiding and providing us our needs. Be with us as we worship you, Lord. Keep us in one mind that of praising you and worshiping you, because you're, you are alone. You are worthy of our praise. Be with us, I pray all this, in the name of Jesus, amen. During the four weeks of Advent, leading up to this time, Christmas, we have been focusing on four great words describing why Christmas is so important to us. The first word was hope. Over many generations, the Old Testament prophecies of a coming Savior built up hope among the believers in God. We just heard the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that expresses well the hope of the Israelites for the coming birth of Jesus. And I'd like to say the first verse of that hymn. The lyrics expresses the hope. Come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. The second week, we lit the candle of peace, and it reminds us of Isaiah's specific word of prophecy, that a special baby would someday be born, and he would become known as the mighty counselor, the prince of peace. The third word was joy. The third candle was lit, and we thought about the message of Christmas when an angel came to the terrified shepherds and told them not to be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy. In a sense, the angel was saying, Isaiah's day is here. The prophecy is fulfilled. Today, the fourth candle of love was lit by three friends. Val Hines, that was Natasha Mastin and Bosco Kirwana. The love candle this is the love candle, and when we add up all that Jesus' birth means to us, it spells L-O-V-E, love. In the words of the Christmas carol, love came down at Christmas, love all lovely, all divine. Love was born at Christmas, star and angels gave the sign. As we continue in worship, I'm going to remind you, like I always do, stand, sit, whatever you need to do to be worshiping in the presence of God. We're going to start singing uh, this morning with Hark the Herald Angels Sing. One note that I didn't say at the very beginning, there is no sermon today. It is participatory worship, amen? So we are participating. 
the youth, the, the brass, everything is, everything is participatory this morning. So let's go ahead and, uh-oh, uh I don't have it, there it is. Cue it up. <laughs> and then we're going to continue in our worship. Um, there is no Christmas Eve service tonight. This is it. This is our Christmas Eve service. Uh, happy birthday to Jesus. We're going to sing that right after the morning service in the lobby. And we're going to light the Christmas, the birthday candles for Jesus, sing him happy birthday. We'll have cupcakes out there. And uh, then I want to announce to you that we have a lot of wonderful, beautiful, fresh bread 
of all kinds brought by Fred, by Fred, I just saw Fred, I'm gonna talk about you, brought by Carlos and uh, our gardener and you are free to take what you want and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. He brought it with all the love in his heart. And then I want to give a praise to God for Fred being, Fred Shotlow being, way where you are, Fred, being in church today with us. We are thanking and praising God because Fred has been uh, sick and been absent for a few weeks, and we are thanking the Lord that you're here today. Christmas is about hope, peace, joy, and love, but it's all because of another great Christmas word, birth. Here's what happened. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. Our young people are going to now tell us more about that birth. Our youth are going to be presenting a drama called Shepherds in the Night. Um, this is from an adaptation or from excerpts from a play called Shepherds on the Hillside by Faith Scott, featuring the song Heavenly Hosts from the group For King and Country. Shepherds around the campfire at night. I hate watching the sheep. It's so cold and lonely out here. I wouldn't have to be here if Abel had come. I don't like it either, but there is no need complaining. Sometimes there are robbers out here at night and it scares me. And Uncle Amos is so old, he probably couldn't chase them away. <laughs> come on, let's be positive. How about something to eat and drink? Shh, listen, I hear something. I hear something too. See a light over there. Maybe it is robbers. If they are, they aren't being too quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's me, Abel. Oh boy, here comes Mr. Know It All. <laughs> yeah, give us a heart attack. Hi. Hi, Abel. Hi. So, how's it going? It's kind of cold, dark, boring, and scary out here. See any animals yet? Lots of stars out tonight. There's a real bright one right over there. Boy, it is a bright one. Count on you to see it. I love looking at the stars. And that is the brightest star I've ever seen. The reason I didn't come out with you is because my father took me to the synagogue to worship with him. Well, aren't we special? Yes, I really. But let me tell you, it was really interesting. The rabbi were talking about how our Savior will come and rescue us from the Romans. He will come and set us free. They read about him from the Torah, and everyone got real excited. It was very interesting. He loved to be very powerful. The Romans have so many soldiers. And they are so mean to us, and they take our money. We can't have anything. I hate the way we are. So, when is the Savior coming? Soon, I hope. The rabbi didn't say. Father says things are so bad, he must be coming soon. They kept calling the Savior the Messiah. 
I don't know. It's hard to believe anyone cares about us and wants to save us. I agree. I don't believe it will happen. There's just no hope. Well, I believe, and something inside me tells me it's true. I'd be happy if someone would save me from these dumb sheep. Naomi, you're always <laughs> complaining. Well, it is getting late, so let's get some sleep. Everything seems quiet, and Amos is keeping watch. Holy, 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 holy,
of the Messiah so long ago is still good news today. And what can we do? We can tell others the good news just as the shepherds and, and the followers of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has done throughout the ages. Let us continue telling the good news. The Messiah has come. Jesus. Young people can be dismissed to the kids' church right now. Thank you. You think you're escaping a sermon, but you're not. <laughs> God's sending his son into the world to save us is described by another cherished Christmas word. The word is grace. We can read about it in John's Gospel. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ.
that seal the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave as no the baby savior another wonderful christmas word let's read about jesus birth from matthew's gospel now the birth of jesus the messiah took place in this way when his mother mary had been engaged to joseph but before they lived together she was found to be pregnant from the holy spirit her husband joseph being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace planned to divorce her quietly but just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, look, the virgins shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I'm going to repeat that, and I want you to say, God with me. They shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with me. 
When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Let's worship together. Refuge for the
next Christmas word is gifts. What would Christmas be without gifts and giving? Someone has written in a blog online, the Christmas season is upon us. For my kids, this means the anticipation of gifts. I think they begin making their lists on December 26th for the following year. <laughs> they look forward to and talk about their coming gifts for months and months. When the gifts finally arrive, they are met with various reactions, some more excited than others. But the one thing that never fails is this. After about an hour, my kids are off doing something else, <laughs> completely not related to the very gifts they've been anticipating all year long. Earthly gifts, though wonderful, aren't ultimately satisfying. They leave us wanting, but there is one gift that is truly satisfying. One gift that keeps giving. One gift that will never disappoint us, will sustain us, and is always available to us. That gift is Jesus, the light of the world. Here are two wonderful verses in the Bible about giving. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That's in James 1.17. And in 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Early this week, my grandson Matthew through a Christmas party and I had a call from his mother my daughter Vina and she told me that it is a white elephant gift but she told me not to worry because she will buy the gift for me and wrap it too well the party went well and everybody had a gift and I was happy I was called the last one so I was able to look at all the other gifts that were open and choose from there. I stole my daughter's gift, <laughs> the one that she chose. And I really had no use for it, but I thought this is the one. I took it home. But the best thing I had in that party was really just being there, just giving of myself, just the little hugs, giving the hugs and getting the hugs was good and seeing that everybody was happy. The best thing really is to give of ourselves, and it was good, my grandson called me to also pray before the feasting. So I was able to share myself through a prayer. So that was a gift to me. I thought of the Magi giving gifts to Jesus 
traveling, traveling from far, and they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and it had to do with the identity of Jesus and his mission. What do we give Jesus as a gift? I reflected on that, and I thought about the hymn. We love this hymn, and we sing it, but we have never sung it yet this, year, uh, this season, O Holy Night. The refrain of that hymn are action words. That's what Jesus expects of us, action. Fall on your knees. Hear the angels singing. To me, fall on your knees is humility, worship him, humble yourself, or change. The message of Christmas is calling us to really change. Has it sunk in yet? How many times has Christmas been repeated to each of us? We are to fall on our knees, hear the angels singing, meaning join the angels, envision the holy night, the holiness of night. I think that's what Jesus wants from us. Before we pray for our offering, let me just say that our offering plate will be passed so the useful offering can be placed on the plate and we have a missionary love gift offering, and we can put that on the box right on top of the piano. Okay, let us pray. Father, we just thank you that you are our all in all. You are the light of hope. You are the peace. You are the joy in our hearts, Lord. And above all, you are love. You have this simple yet profound message of love given to us. Help us, Lord, to make a change in our lives. Help us. And we thank you for all the provisions you have given in our lives, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of giving back to you a portion of what you have given. And we ask you now for your blessing. May the use of our offering please you and glorify your name in Jesus. Amen.
So, Silent Night, that song, if you guys have been around, when we have that, uh, that evening Christmas Eve service, that's the last song we sing. And all the lights go out and we each have our little candles. And it's this very, very powerful juxtaposition of this very silentness. Very silent, oh boy, sorry. It's just this silent, very small moment when this monumentous thing happened in the universe. And uh, I just, I do love singing that with you guys, with the candles. Since we don't have that, they played it, but we're gonna go ahead and sing it right now, okay, yeah? contest to find out what the next word is. I'm going to ask row three, row four, and row six. What's the next word? See who gets it first. Come on. Family. Family, look around you. <laughs> the great word is family. <laughs> it, was, it was hard for Jesus 
Mary and Joseph to remain a family. Here's some of what they went through from Matthew's gospel account when the baby was about two years old. When the wise men saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, up, take the child, get up, to Joseph, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt. About 300 years after Joseph was born, St. Augustine wrote about it in these words. He was created of a mother whom he created. He was carried by hands he formed. He cried in the manger in wordless infancy. He the word without whom all human eloquence is mute. And speaking of family, Elton Blake has something to share. Good morning. morning. Just dawned on me walking up here, I felt lonely, so I'm going to ask my wife to join me. (laughs) 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 It'll be next week, I'll be celebrating our 30th wedding. And with, you know, Tony gave me one minute, and I cannot put 30 years in one minute. What I do need to say is, my wife, I asked her this morning again, would she marry me again? She said, yes. (laughs) I want to thank the church family, Pastor George. You actually got me in this. <laughs> and I thank you, Pastor Connie, the congregation. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. My wife, for 30 years, I'm looking for 30 more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Merry Christmas. A word that seems to always be associated with Christmas is the lights. As the prophet Isaiah looked forward to Jesus' coming, he said, there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations, the people who walked in darkness 
have seen a great light, those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. And looking back, the Apostle John wrote, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will, will what? Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Of course, another great word that is inseparable from Christmas is life. Life or eternal life. The quality of life is eternal life. The Apostle John sums it up this way. This is the testimony. God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life who does not have the Son of God, does not have life. This is why we can't help but praise him with all we have this morning. Let's sing together.
Well, today you have already had the sermon preached. I hope you know by now, if you've been listening to the music and listening to the words, that Jesus, the promised Messiah, the Son of God, was born a couple thousand years ago. This miracle of God himself coming into flesh. Many, many of us have heard those words many times before, but the wonder of it, the wonder of God's love that he sent his son. Every Christmas I have the urge to pinch someone. I think I've asked you before to pinch your neighbor. Have I? Have I said that? Pinch your neighbor. Pinch him. <laughs> why? I will tell you why. Or go ahead and pinch yourself. You felt when you pinched someone or when you pinch yourself, you feel that skin bunching up under your finger. You feel the warmth of that flesh. You feel the solidness of that flesh, the material flesh that you can feel. The invisible God became physical flesh that you can feel. Flesh that hurts if you pinch it too hard. Flesh that has to be fueled by food in order to function. Flesh that gets tired and has to sleep in order to rejuvenate. The baby Jesus who was born was a real baby. He was not a baby God. He was not like that baby Yoda. What's his name? Groku? Is that his name? Who was tiny and adorable, and even though he had to strain his heart, how did I don't even know how he did his fingers. He could stop monsters in motion. He could lift objects up, even though it cost him a lot to do that. Groku is pretend. Jesus is real. Amen. Jesus, the baby, was nothing like that. Jesus set aside his power to become a real baby. Like all human babies, helpless, a blank slate, powerless, Jesus is real. So I hope you know by now that Jesus, God in flesh, was born. And I hope you feel by now that he was born for you. Because he loves you in particular. And because he thinks you're worth saving and because he wants to spend eternity with you. Of course, anyone, everyone, would want to spend eternity with Alice Blackwood. <laughs> but the more prickly among us, the more difficult among us, the really problematic ones among us, I'm looking at you, but I'm speaking of myself. Really, I'm speaking of me. So let's be real. I'm amazed still that God loves me and will transform me and fit me for heaven. Amen. Jesus was born for me. And yes, Jesus was born for you. I hope you know that. And I hope you feel that. Not just in your heart, but deep in your spirit. Because Jesus' birth touches us to the core if we open ourselves to him. So let's receive him now. Let's open our hearts. Let's open our hands to receive him right now. 
And when we do that, what, what words come to your mind when you receive Jesus unto yourself? What words? Peace. Security. Security. Thanks. 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 Love. Love. Joy. Joy. Surrender. Hope. Hope. What? Sacrifice. Oh, home. Home. Serenity. Serenity. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Faithful. Faithful. Oh, grateful. Grateful. Identity. Our candle lighters are going to come now and light the Christ candle. Val, Bosco, and Natasha are going to light the Christ candle because we won't be together tomorrow on Christmas Day. And because we want to receive Jesus to ourselves now. Because we want to be together as we light the Christ candle. And I'm going to ask you as they, after they light it, for you to say, for unto, unto me a son is born. I've asked the brass quartet to play Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming. And that, to me, captures the tenderness of a baby, the fragility of faith, the reality of Jesus' birth. we got to make sure that candle is lit and stays lit. Light it again, Bosco. Just stand there, Bosco. We might need you again. And while he's standing there, we are going to say, Instead of, for unto us a son is born, we're going to say, for unto me a son is born. Ready? For unto me a son is born. Let's say it again. For unto me a son is born. Because Jesus came for me and for you. I think now we're safe. Are we safe, Bosco? Okay. Now you can blow that other one out that you have. Yeah. Thank you. Lo, how a rose air blooming. We're going to put the words up there for you to see, but we're going to let the brass play.
So I can't stand because I'm sitting. But can you guys stand? We're going to sing. Sing, go. There are probably kids already, and we are going to sing happy birthday to baby Jesus. So as we play Go Tell It on the Mountain, you can sing along, but go out there. That's our benediction, because the good news is not just in this room, right? Amen? The good news is for everybody out there and everybody out in the world. So let's, the benediction is happy birthday, Jesus. Invite Jesus into all of those places out there. Sing happy birthday to baby Jesus out there, and uh, we're going to play you out. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Mm -hmm.